Hello, hello, beautiful people. Scott Sports Network. My name is Scott. Thank you for tuning in. This is Scott Scoop, episode number 35. Recording this on a Friday. Very excited. This is like a good time of the year for sports. Looking forward, we have college baseball and FCS football coming back this weekend. It's very, very exciting because like, I don't know, I just love all kinds of different sports, small small sports, big sports, um, all kinds of schools. It's going to be great to track, great to wallow, follow, great to watch, uh, great to wager on if that's your thing. Um, but yeah, I want to start with this. Gonzaga, their men's basketball team right now is playing at a level that we haven't seen for a good few years, maybe about a decade. Um, their team is absolutely loaded. They have a top five, like lock in Jalen Suggs, and he's probably not their best player right now. Um, they have uh, just depth on depth. They run modern concepts. I think Mark Few has proved that, um, he's probably the best coach in college basketball right now. And that's no disrespect to the pedigree of some amazing, amazing coaches between coach K and Izzo. And if you want to throw Cal in there and I'm forgetting many, many, because like college basketball has a bunch of awesome coaches, but, um, Gonzaga has Kispert, Timmy, Ayayi, all three of those guys are going to get, um, at the very uh, minimum, a cup of coffee in the league. Kispert will be lottery-ish this year, I think. He's a little bit old, but he is an unbelievable shooter, and he's big, which is just hard to find. There's not too many people that are 6'7", six, 6'8", six, not too many humans alive that shoot like that. Um, yeah, it's they're a very, very fun team to watch. They're exciting. They're going to push the pace on you, and I can't wait to see them compete in March Madness, which is just, just around the corner. I mean, we're recording this on February 19th, so that's exciting, and I want to give them their props. They beat a, a decent St. Mary's team last night by 22, um, so they're just pummeling through their conference. They're undefeated, 21-0 on the year, 12-0 in conference, so that is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I want to talk a little bit about the Carolina Panthers as well and what they're doing, their movement. So they cut K1 short the other day, and now they cut Trey Boston. And looking at Trey Boston, he's a good safety. He's a good player. I think he's a good locker room leader as well um, to kind of elevate a lot of their youth that they have in that locker room. Um, but I really do like their future, and I think that um, they have some of the most cap flexibility in the league, and they are the team that I would most like to see get Deshaun Watson. And here's why. One, he is out of the division, out of the conference. For Houston, that matters for you because you don't want to send him to Jacksonville if they give you the first overall pick. You don't really want to send him to Miami because then you're going to be competing against him um, potentially in the playoffs year after year. And you don't want to send him to the Jets because of that same issue. They're in the conference. So send him to the NFC South where you'll play that team once every three years because, I'm sorry, Texans fans, you're not making the Super Bowl under this management and this just your whole organizational structure. Um, but send him to the Panthers, get pick eight, get Bridgewater to be a bridge quarterback, no pun intended, um, and send some other good talent, get pick eight, get like maybe their next two first-round picks, and then once... 
like, once you get Deshaun in that building, you have Matt Rule, who I think is a very stable, competent head coach, and Joe Brady, most importantly, who has led just explosive, explosive offenses year after year. Um, looking at what he did at LSU, um, how he got three 1,000-yard receivers last year. Um, I think that this Panthers team would be absolutely loaded. Um, I love three offensive playmakers and three defensive playmakers for them. Um, so on the offense, you have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Christian McCaffrey. If McCaffrey can stay healthy and Moore and Anderson are just running the seams, like it's that's a tough offense to beat, especially if you have Deshaun Watson giving them the ball. And then on defense, you have Brian Burns, Derek Brown, and Jeremy Chin. Chin is such a fun player. He's one of the most fun defenders to watch in football. He hits hard. He's super quick. He is not afraid to trust his instincts and just go downhill to the football. He is a very, very fun safety to watch. Derek Brown eats people alive inside. He is yet he a very underrated rookie year, I think, um, to a point where I trust in his development going forward, and I think he's going to really break out. And Brian Burns is potentially the most underrated pass rusher in the league. So yeah, Panthers, go get Deshaun, figure out the rest later. Um, the Kings suck. They lost to the Heat last night, 118-110. to 110. Um, Tyler Hero had 27 points, Kelly Olenek had 22, Duncan Robinson had 20, Kendrick Nunn had 16. Um, and on top of all that, they allowed two triple-doubles in one game. Um, Bam had 16, 12, and 10. Jimmy had 13, 10, and 13. Um... Yeah, it's it's a it's a dire state around the team right now. Um, but I am starting to get encouraged that we're playing more of the youth, and I think we have a good amount of youth to play. Honestly, if you look at last night, Bielitsa shot the ball 21 times when he was out of the rotation two games ago. Uh, he had a team high 25 points. Marvin Bagley only played 24 minutes, but got 19 and 10. Like he. I think you just need to run the tires on this dude. I mean, I know Bielitsa is scoring 25 points, but he's playing 35 minutes. Like, just play Bagley in those minutes. I don't want Bielitsa... I mean, I guess it'll pump up his trade value, but, like, I want to see what I have in Bagley if I'm the Kings. So, please, just play and play and play him. Like, let him work through the stuff on the defensive end. Let him gain that stamina. Just, and the only way he's going to be able to do that is through reps... Um, Buddy Heel could not hit the bright side of a barn door last night. Uh, Darren Fox was not super aggressive, but I think their defensive scheme against him was just excellent. I mean, if you watch what Jimmy Butler did on him, it was tough to really penetrate. He still had a double-double with 11 points and 10 assists, but he struggled having four turnovers. Uh, the real story of the night for the Kings side for me was Quan Jeffries getting a good amount of minutes. He scored 17 points. He was 6 of 6 from the field, including 5 of 5 from deep. Great, great showing from him, and I think he's someone that after he came back from this injury should be getting um, minutes from guys like your bigs or guys like Corey Joseph or just in general minutes on the wing. Like, give this guy a chance to run and go and play. I mean, you, there's a reason that they signed him to a contract extension this year. Um, just keep on giving him minutes to play, and I think he's going to do well. So I like the development there, but we just, we're, we've just we lost five in a row, or maybe six in a row, I don't know. Um, and it's not going to get better from here. So yeah, not too much optimism on the Kings around here, but at this point you should be used to it. 
All right, the Raptors beat uh, Milwaukee last night again. Um, Milwaukee has lost their last five. The Raptors won 110 to 96. They had good performances from Pascal. He had 27, 6, and 5, including plus three stocks. Um, Norman Powell, he's a very hot and cold guy, but he had 29 points on the night. Fred Van Vliet chipped in with 17 points and 8 assists. He had a really nice crossover on Giannis. Speaking of Giannis, typical 23 points, 12 boards, 8 assists. It's it's a standard night for him, and he rolls out of bed doing it, but it's tough to see very 